waking up, going to bed, coming home from school, coming home from, you know, from their mom's house, things like that are, I always try to be press pause, no matter what else is going on in that moment. Those are just really easy kind of ways that I make sure that they know that they're being seen or loved. So that could be a smile, a squeeze, um, a joke, you know, asking a question. So those are all kind of natural ways that I've found to find a pause button. This is the M Squared Podcast featuring author Miranda Mathis. You will hear tips, tricks, and inspiration that will help you raise and educate little ones who are happy, safe, and kind. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm Sarah, and I'm hanging out again with the fabulous Miranda Mathis. Hey, Miranda. Hi. <laughs> and How are you? Good. We also have Danielle Childer here with us. And I'm so excited to have her on because she's going to be touching on a subject that is really difficult, strangely. It's just slowing down a little bit and also answering questions that kids throw at us that are, you know, in a more intentional way. We want to answer those questions more intentionally. So she's going to share some insight on that. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Danielle, for joining us. Oh, thanks for having us or having me. (laughs) Um, so tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, I right now am a curriculum writer, so I'm writing curriculum for homeschool students. Uh, but previous to that, I ran a uh, nature-based preschool for a few years. And before that, I was a classroom teacher for many years. So okay. I yeah, have a degree in elementary and special ed, so I kind of would go back and forth between the different classrooms. Um, but yeah, mostly I think I worked with kids with special needs. That was kind of where my passion always lied. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Very and cool. then in between there, I, I, was, I moved to Chicago and I worked in um, inner city Chicago schools. And I, I realized that I needed some emotional help on my end. So I found a yoga practice. And it was all about like mind, body and social emotional skills. So I learned that, which has been a big part of my kind of story. Um, But they also had classes for adults and for kids on those like social emotional skills. So it was called like brain education. It was just all about how to use your brain in the best way. So I actually stopped teaching for a few years and worked full time for the yoga studio and got to travel all around the country and then uh, the world teaching these mind-body practices. So, so I did that. Cool. Yeah, it was really fun. I'm excited <laughs> to tap into that. <laughs> so, but we're all, wow. we're, yeah, back with kind of creating the whole thing in inside my own curriculum because I couldn't find what I wanted. So I decided to make my own. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's, that's fabulous. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, okay. I am so, I'm engaged to what you have to say. And I have some questions for you. And I I think they're very, they're, these questions are um, questions that every parent or adult experience, especially around kids, whether you're a teacher or a parent, I'm sure this has happened where a child will say the darndest things or ask, <laughs> Raise these questions and you are stunned or you're it's 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 a challenge for you to answer so what do you recommend um when kids ask these 
what we seem to be ridiculous answers, <laughs> questions, what do you recommend or suggestions yeah. you may have? Yeah, and I, I forgot to mention too that I have three boys, so I'm a mom <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> so I'll throw that in there. But yeah, I think they do. They ask the silliest questions. And I mean, some are fun, but some while we're in the, you know, the midst of cooking or doing something else, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to, <laughs> to answer all of them. So I think the, the first thing is, is to actually take a step back and to think about like, what is our, what is our goal? What's our agenda for our kids? Is it that we want them to be, you know, to grow up too fast and to be these mini adults or do we want them to be kids do we want them to really you know embrace that curiosity side of them and I think most people would say they they want them to be kids as long as possible you know you want that curiosity that's so innate in all of us to be you know to be seen and so as a teacher I you know it's so different working in first grade classroom where you ask a question and every kid has their hand raised everyone wants to say something and then, you know, seventh and eighth grade, when I did junior high, it was like struggling to get any kid to ask a question. You know, I think somehow that curiosity gets diminished, whether it's, you know, our social norms or, you know, so many things. And so I think the first thing is when we hear these crazy questions is, okay, take a step back. We want our kids to be curious. We want our kids to have that, um, yeah, that playfulness inside of them. So um, so we, we will answer them. And sometimes we also have to think about like, what's, what's the goal of this question? Is it really, you know, do they really want to know an answer? Do they actually just want to connect with us? Are they bored and just want to talk to somebody? So I think meeting the kids where they are as well, um, is really an important step. So yeah, I, I think just, we can definitely answer questions, you know, different ways that I do it. I, my youngest is eight and he will ask questions all day long. He just talks nonstop. So a lot of different ways that I, I do it is sometimes it's like, let's ask Siri, <laughs> see what she has to say or Alexa. <laughs> um, sometimes it's like, oh, that's a really great question, you know, and I will kind of build up and ask more questions about it. Or sometimes it's like, oh, well, let's write that one down. He loves writing down questions. I'm like, let's write down a question or two. And then later tonight when I have more time, I can, you know, really sit and process it. But, but I think it's always giving them the attention um, that they know that their questions are important, you know, and there's lots of different ways that we can kind of go about that. So. Well, I, I appreciate that answer because sometimes we are busy and we think that what we say matters the most. And mm -hmm. I realize kids, Matt, what they, what they feel, what they're saying, it means the world to them. And that leads to my next question. Why is it so important to pay attention to those silly questions or, that, or when they're curious? Why should parents focus on that and not just dismiss it? So why do you why do you feel that it's important to pay attention to what they're asking? Yeah, no, I think that's a really great question. And I think paying attention to them, you know, like how we respond to our children gives them that foundation of their belief system. And I mean, that sounds like really kind of scary and like we have a huge job and we do, <laughs> you know, um, but it is, it's like, you know, that whole like quote about, you know, whatever we say to our children becomes their inner voice. So 
how we, yeah, how we respond to them really builds that, that foundation, that secure, healthy relationship that we can give to our children is the foundation for healthy body, healthy emotions, our mindset. So um, I really think that, you know, if we can respond to them and, you know, knowing that their questions aren't, how do you say it? aren't silly, we're not going to, you know, disregard them is, mm-hmm. is crucial for how they then believe in themselves. Because if we keep dismissing their questions or, you know, yeah, constantly think they're silly or something like that, that's what they're going to believe. They're going to believe that their words aren't, aren't worth anything. So, um, another quote, and I actually wrote it down because I think it's so important if I can read it real quick, because I think this is so true. And it's, it's by Catherine M. Wallace. And it says, learn earnestly to, uh, listen earnestly to anything your children want to tell you, no matter what, if you don't listen eagerly to the little stuff while they are little, they won't tell you the big stuff when they are big because to them, all of it has always been big stuff. And I, I I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. You know, we, I guess we get so busy with our everyday lives. We come home because of what happened at work, we're troubled. We may have had a conversation with our boss or we just may be tired. But sometimes I believe we have to slow it down and not dismiss what they're saying because they have a bad day too. Yeah. They have <laughs> not talking to them and that's like the end of the world. So we should slow down and prioritize things. So should we, do you agree that we should prioritize um, and press pause sometimes and listen and give them the direction that they're they're asking for or answer the questions that they're asking? Yeah, I, I think that's probably one of our number one things as a parent is, is to listen and, you know, to give our children that love and attention and pressing pause. And I, yeah, I know my, you know, my kids are involved in things and then my two oldest are stepson. So we have custody things, you know, like there is just constant, yeah, there's constant stuff going on. Um, so it's, yeah, finding that pause. And to be honest, I need it for myself as well. So it's always been a kind of, about to ask you, how do you pause? Give us yeah, an example. I, I have, <laughs> um, sometimes the pause is driving the kids to school, you know, like that's my time to kind of just either a lot of times I just want it to be quiet, but sometimes it's like, Oh, a podcast that I do want to listen to something that brings me joy, but finding those little, little things that bring me joy has definitely been a way that I can kind of find that pause button. Nature has always been a huge way, just stepping outside, breathing. Um, those are huge, huge ways that I press pause, but, but for the kids, you know, transitions. I'm, I'm a person who loves structure. (laughs) So I always feel like um, (laughs) transitions are, I wouldn't say like hard, but like, that's always something that I, I focus on. And so something like as a teacher and as um, a parent that I think I've always focused on too, is like waking up, going to bed, coming home from school, coming home from, you know, from their mom's house, things like that are, I always try to be press pause, no matter what else is going on in that moment. Those are just really easy kind of ways that I make sure that they know that they're being seen or loved. So that could be a smile, a squeeze, um, a joke, 
you know, asking a question. So those are all kind of natural ways that I found to find a pause button. Um, you know, and there could be big ones too. There can be, you know, um, you know, we don't always have to take a whole night, but just finding half an hour of time that we can kind of go into their world, pause all the busyness of us and go Mm -hmm. into, into their world of, you know, it might be for your teenage daughter to go to the mall, but for a little kid, it might be you're playing Hot Wheels or, you know, I learned very well how to build Legos and who all the Star Wars characters were, (laughs) you know, it was just like learning to kind of stop and just go into their world for a little bit was always something that was really kind of important to me. Well, I have another question with that. How do you think that has affected you and as well as your kids when they see you pausing? Do you think they're learning as they grow up, they learn how to pause when it's, when it's, when it's playtime or time to book or do homework? What do you, do you find that what you, what you're doing as far as pausing has led to some of um, the examples they should follow? I hope. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I definitely see it in times. Um, And one thing is like kids don't learn from like theories or models, you know, they learn from, I guess, us as a model, you know, they only can learn what they see. Um, So so I really believe it. Yeah, it is. It's been a big priority. And my husband's really good at that too. He's a real estate agent, but he also loves to do art. So it's like a really clear way that the kids see where he's taking a pause. He takes time every morning. Um, he gets up early and he does his art. And, you know, I think those are all wonderful ways for the kids to see that parents are finding their, their joys and it's not all, all busy too. But, but yeah, I, I feel like, teacher, child, and also parent child, it's like a, such a cyclical relationship. Mm-hmm. So the more they, they can find their peace and their independence, the more, you know, peace and, and independence we can find too. It's such a, a win-win for, for both. So, and, and I think for me, I also, I have like, you know, the mom guilt that I think a lot of people feel, but being able to like have that moment where we paused and connected during the day has brought that guilt, you know, because I definitely don't do everything right. But I, I do really try to make it, you know, a time to pause and to connect with them, to listen to their questions, to look at every bug that they want to show me, that kind of thing. So. <laughs> Bugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate your answers because I'm sure there are parents out there that can relate to what you're saying, including teachers, because I'm sure teachers have to pause all day from wanting to say or do. <laughs> or I mean, I think during COVID is when the parents realized what the teachers were going through, like, oh my God, is this what you were doing in class? But we all have to experience that moment of pause to, you know, just refrain from saying something or doing something. And like you said, one thing you said um, that's very important, kids look up to us. You know, they're looking at our actions. So pausing and taking that deep breath and also doing your yoga, your husband doing the art is a great thing because they see that there are activities that both of you are doing to help with your pausing throughout the day <laughs> and help you um, cope with their the questions and address their concerns. So I appreciate those 
those answers. And I know I'm running out of because I'm looking up and I see my podcast producer looking like, okay. okay. So, <laughs> I wasn't looking like anything. <laughs> I, I, okay. When, when that mic goes off, I'm like, okay, is that my cue? <laughs> but I yeah. thank you for your answers. And I, I'm sure uh, she has a couple of questions just to wrap it up. But I appreciate you spending the time to speak with us because your your answers were something we all needed to hear. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Before I get to the last two takeaways, um, I wanted to hear a little bit more about, you know, you said you write curriculum. Is this something, is this a business for you? I wanted to hear a little more. So if people are interested in connecting with you and what you hmm. do. Um, how do you want to be contacted? How do people reach out? Share yeah. about that. Um, yeah, because like I said, I couldn't find exactly what I was wanting in a curriculum. And I, I love the, the mind body stuff that I worked at, just learning how to work with a whole child, you know, like emotional health was a huge part, but before you can be emotionally healthy, you have to be physically healthy and have a good, you know, love for your body. Uh, and then through that, mindsets are much easier when your emotions, you know, are steady or you have tools that you can work with. Um, and so I was looking for a curriculum for that and I couldn't. So I created, the business is called Wonder Garden Curriculum. And I started, this is my second year doing it. And a lot of it has come from my work as a teacher, but then also the nature-based preschool that I used to run. So so right now it's just a preschool kindergarten curriculum. Um, I'm working on first grade for next year. And my goal is to get all the way up to third grade. So kind of that early childhood. I just want to make that a really sacred time. And I feel like because we are all so busy at this point and there's so many things we feel we should and be doing. Like I just, this curriculum is all in one. It's just simple print out. It's all about small connections with your child throughout the day. It's all curious nature-based um you know it's a gentle program all the way through so um yeah I I just am loving doing it it's so weird not being in a classroom working with kids but kind of the COVID transition kind of gave it just a uh, it was a perfect transition to kind of go to where to what I'm doing so sure so yeah so it's Wonder Garden curriculum um I'm on Instagram wonder dot garden dot curriculum okay uh, and then my web website yeah it's wondergarden.earth is my okay. website so Ooh. we can go there and there's two again? examples of all the curriculum you can get those so it's wonderful cool. all right so the last two things or three things if you want um we want some takeaways for people who are super busy they want to figure out how to implement whether they're parents or teachers, maybe you have advice for both because you, you're both <laughs> um, on how to slow down and then also how to be answering questions more purposefully, like just some tips on how to implement it this week. Okay. So let me think. yeah, I was trying to think of some good ones <laughs> on here. So I think first is kind of, like I said, taking a step back. So it's a little more philosophical, but think about what the values are. Like, what are your values? and run from there, you know? Yeah. So I guess first is what are, what are the values? Um, the second one is, is soothing stones. And this is something my oldest boy got from his preschool. And I, it's something I've used for so 13 years. Um, 
And they're just like, you know, people grab the smooth stones and they paint them or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we would do that together. We would find a, a stone and then we would put, you know, as we paint it, we'd put our intention in it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, putting my heart intention, love it. And then <laughs> we put it in the freezer. So it became kind of like a, um, a what's it called? I can't think of it. You know, when someone gets an ouch, an ouchie. Oh, like an ice pack. An ice pack. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would turn it to an ice pack and we just called it a soothing stone. So it was like for physical ones, when someone got hurt, we'd get that out. When someone, you know, their heart hurts because someone hurt them, you know, emotionally or a headache. It was just one of those like little things that, I mean, all my preschoolers used it at, you know, at the preschool I had, everyone loves soothing stones. It was just one of those yeah. things where like a physical reminder that, yes, we love you. Someone's thinking about you. You're okay. And within 10 to 15 minutes, the stone loses its coldness from the freezer and it's perfect because then they just put it off to the side and it's, it's good. So soothing stones are one of those silly little like magical things that I just bring connection. You're like, Oh yeah. You know, feel my heart as you put it on you. Um, so cool. Yeah. And I, again, my, my youngest is the talker. So I read this somewhere and I don't even know who to credit for it, but it's worked wonderful as well is when he wants to say something to me and I'm talking to my husband, I'm talking to a friend, someone, or I'm on the phone, he puts his hand on my leg mm -hmm. and then I put my hand over his hand. So mm -hmm. yes, I'm recognizing, yes, I know you need to, you know, you need me for something. You have a question, but he knows that once I'm done with whatever I'm doing, then I will come to him, you know, and that has worked really good because before it was always this, you know, mama, mama, mama. <laughs> So it took a little while, but he's, he's good. I mean, he's now eight too, but he still does it. He'll put his hand on my leg. I put my hand there like, yep, I recognize you. Or I'll look him in the eye. Like I, I know you need me. And then when I finish with what I'm doing, I will come to him. Um, and then as a teacher, I have seen, and um, I love it is um, clothespins with the kid's name on it. So kind of the same thing, but <laughs> the kid puts their clothespin on the, on the teacher when, you know, if they're in the middle of doing something. <laughs> And so they know, like, when I'm finished, I'll come, you know, give your clothespin back and, and talk to you. So I think those are like ways that we're recognizing that they, you know, that they're important, but also we have something that we're supposed to be doing right now too. So I love those. So cool. <laughs> I'm imagining a teacher with 10 kids with 10 clothespin walking. And that's exactly, that's going to say, <laughs> and that is probably oh. true, but, but getting back to them. So um, yeah, those are, those are all some, some ways that I was thinking. So, but actually on my Instagram too, I have, I call mindful Mondays and it's just like little connection hacks for the week of things you can do, like a candlelit dinner, a picnic, you know, just little, little things that cause causes and connection. Love it. Love it. Perfect. So I love family time and interacting with kids because they look forward to that. I look forward to all those things. So great answers. This was very, um, a lot of information and a lot of suggestions and tips that I believe we all can use. So I appreciate <laughs> Yeah, well, this is fun. It's fun to kind of talk with people and, and yeah, get the, get the feedback back and forth. So thank you. Yeah, this was really helpful. I really appreciate you coming on and making the time for us. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for coming on. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening. Head over to msquarebooks.com where you can find all the latest books and hear about upcoming events like live readings. See you next time.